Jonathan, what are you doing? You know, sweetie, now that I'm a retired chief one officer after 24 years, I can start using medical marijuana instead of all these damn medications. And what's awesome is that smoking weed makes me think and want to talk about a whole bunch of shit. You have a lot to say. So, what are you going to talk about? <laughs> well, hello, and welcome back to Joe Nate Talking. I'm your host, Joe Nathan Boone. Um, I want to thank you guys for staying safe out there, and uh, hopefully, you guys are subscribing to. Uh, the podcast. Hopefully you have enjoyed uh, everything thus far. I want to give a special shout out to my uh, my folks over at Bud Hut MD in Lawton, Oklahoma. Uh, thank you for providing me a fantastic quality uh, weed. Today we're going to talk about a better way of dealing, of handling uh, PTSD. So I have a lot of folks uh, uh, in my in my circle who who are now getting ready to retire from the military. And uh, of course, like like me and a lot of other folks, we are we're getting out of the military and we've had to deal with a lot of uh, combat conflicts, um, deployments, watching our friends and our battle buddies uh, die. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's rough. And um, like, like many other soldiers, I, I now deal, I have to manage uh, PTSD and uh, TBI, OCD, uh, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much the alphabet, really. Um, if the Army had a, a a diagnosis for or acronym for, I, I kind of have it now. So, um, a while back, um, uh, a few years ago, I was um, a victim. I wouldn't say a, actually, no, not a victim. I was a uh, um, a circumstance of PTSD. I had to be um, in patient care because PTSD had taken um, had taken advantage of me and taken um, the, t- taking the best out of me and stuff. Um, I had to go down to a facility um, to be in patient care. The, the one of the saddest things that I I remember being there is that regardless of how many um, service members, because there are, there are service members across uh, branches, Army, Marines, uh, Air Force, Coast Guard, Navy, everybody was in there. And that was so sad. That made me so sad, um, the, the fact that we have so many service members in inpatient care and those who can't ever get to inpatient care because either mission came first or family dictated it or you know, you just had to put all your soldiers in, in front and it's uh, it can be a little uh, taxing, stressful that when it comes time to take care of yourself, that you've given everything to everybody else. So now you really don't have time for yourself. So it, it, it can be overwhelming. And during that phase of my life, I was in the process of um, getting ready to bury um, another one of my my battle buddies he, um, he he took his life and it it took a really hard toll on me because because prior to that I was um, prior to his 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 incident I had talked to him 
and and I thought I had, you know, did everything I could do. You know, I'm a master resiliency uh, trainer. I was um, bona fide as a master resiliency trainer, and I saw the signs. I saw the signs, and I thought I had did what I could to prevent, you know, that atrocity and stuff. And then when it actually did happen, um, if you you have huge survival's guilt and and it just so happens that his his um, his death uh, was the fourth suicide um, friend that I that I had uh, within my military career and it was a straw that broke the camel's back luckily for me I had um, mentors leadership around me that allowed me to get the care that I needed. And I had, and I have a family, a spouse, children, uh, family members who also cared about me, who understood, hey, it's time to go take care of yourself. So I was, I was inpatient care for 28 days. Um, I thought it was gonna be the end of my career, but um, you know, God is good. And when I got back from inpatient care, I was giving uh, given a very great opportunity to go out and, and talk to um, young uh, non-commissioned officers, young officers, uh, young warrant officers uh, on the trials, tribulations, the ups and downs, the, the who's and why's and what's and when's to on how becoming a uh, an army warrant officer. And it was by far the best, best deal that I, I had gotten uh, prior to retirement. One of the saddest things, as I mentioned, one of the saddest things uh, about the facility that I was at was regardless of how many service members that were there, there was always three service members replacing a service member who was being discharged. And listening to the the atrocities and the, the barbaric um, Manifested manifestations that these uh, young folks, old folks, uh, service members had to go through. It was just, oh my God, it was just so heartbreaking. And that's when I realized that I might have to manage PTSD for the rest of my life. I was on uh, 15 medications prior to uh, being given my medicinal marijuana card. And I'm here. I'm here, I'm here to tell you that um, the subtraction, the beginning of subtraction of all my my medications, well, not all of them, but the subtractions of medications, um, and slowly hoping to get lower and lower and lower in my medications that I will I will be able to not take so many medications. Handling medica- uh handling PTSD, dealing with PTSD is a motherfucker, man, because. Um, I, I also suffer from night terrors, and sometimes I'll, I'll see shit when I'm sleeping that it, it is just it's just horrendous, you know. And it takes such a toll on your on your marriage, you know. For a while, my wife and I were sleeping in different rooms in our ginormous ass house, and it's just her, and, you know, just her and us, you know, just her and I. So you know, we, uh, you know, the kids are in, in college and doing well and stuff. So it's just her and I, and. I was like, man, I can't believe this shit. Now that we are finally, you know, empty nesting and stuff like that, now we have, now we're beginning to have marital problems because of PTSD and uh, things that 
I subconsciously have put on the back burner because as the pillar of the family, you know, as I was, you know, I was raised as a, as a man, you, you need to be the pillar of the family, the, the breadwinner, not all the bread, but you need to be a breadwinner. Um, you need to be, you know, the structure of the, of the family, the structure of the house. And, you know, I, growing up, my, my father wasn't there, you know, and, um, uh, in 99 and 1999, he passed. I was so um, heartbroken and heart drawn that when he passed and they called me and asked me that I want to go to his funeral, you know, I was like, I'm going to be a stranger at his funeral and stuff. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to make, you know, everybody that's there uh, a liar because they're going to say a whole bunch of wonderful shit about the dude. And I'm just like, not wrong, lies, lies, propaganda, all lies. It's all lies and shit, but... I don't know maybe it wasn't lies to them but you know so anyways i was i was down there for 28 days and watching soldiers come in and out in and out you know, watching service members come in and out in and out, in and, out and listening to their stories it just broke my heart knowing that they too will have to deal and manage ptsd for the rest of their lives and it's just something that you know you have to deal with and the reason why i turned to medicinal marijuana over other psychotic medications that you know they prescribe you is that the residual effect of it lasts for more than one day and when uh, the residual with when the residual effects kick in it is not one of those um, effects or um, side effects that it gives you you know it doesn't give you headaches and it doesn't you know it doesn't it doesn't make you, you know, so dependent on uh, those medications that have so many, you know, underlying side effects to it and stuff. And I was just really, uh, really blessed and happy to know that, you know, there was a product out there that I could substitute for, for, you know, 11, 11, 9 to 11 of those medications that I'm, I'm currently on. You know, being prescribed so many medications, it, 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 you know, it, it can be it can be taxing. You know, it, it's rough on you. It's, it's rough on uh, your health. And then, you know, you know, you know, bless their heart. Some of these uh, prescribing doctors, they just prescribe, just, they prescribe you so much shit that they don't sometimes look at the uh, the interactions between certain medications. And you know, that's, that shit can be should be horrible for your health and horrible for your for your um, for your livelihood and stuff, man. And just and it's just it's just taxing. Take out them fucking pills, man. You know, I'm 43 years old. And I'm taking you know 15 pills when I wake up in the morning, then three pills in the afternoon, then you know four pills mid afternoon or early evening, and then you know five pills, you know five medications so I can sleep at night. And then, you know, the, the process just starts all over again every day. And I'm like, man, I got to do something better. I got to do something to really handle, to really manage this PTSD a lot better. Because um, if I don't, it's going to fuck my marriage. This PTSD is going to fuck my marriage up. And I'm 
I'm just going to get sicker and sicker and sicker and more dependent and more dependent on this stuff. And what I found in medicinal marijuana versus some of those other psychotics is that, uh, like your boy Cat Williams said, I get happy, hungry, and sleepy. And um, in my back, my, my back, uh, my back doesn't hurt as as um, as much as it as as much as it normally does and stuff. I was medically retired uh, after 24 years for chronic back pain, among other things. But chronic back pain was one of the primary reasons why I had to be retired because uh, because I couldn't wear um, the combat helmet or the combat you know light vest and stuff because of of the, the bulging disc in my neck and my back and all this other stuff and. Dealing with that pain with physical therapy and you know, injections and nerve burnings and um, alpha stem and tens units and chiropractor and physical therapy and chiropractor and physical therapy and years and years and years of I remember this one time shit had got so bad that I was in my living room and my body had just locked up on me and shit and. My wife, little bit of lady, you know, she, bless her heart, she tried to catch me before my body locked up and I fell. And I was like, oh shit. So now I'm laying in the, now I'm laying in the, in the, in the living room, all sprawled out and stuff. And the body just locked up. So the ambulance had to come get me. And um, it, it had just got worse. It just got worse and worse and worse and worse after that. And, you know, because I was so in love with the military and the structure of it and, um, just the, the, the life of the military. I just, I just absolutely loved it. And so I, I take a pill, take a shot, and go out there running and met, make, make my body worse and worse and worse and worse. And just and I kept on, kept on, I kept on keeping on the stuff. And it just never got better. I never allowed myself time to heal because the mission never stops. Mission never stops. I used to tell folks that, because, um, you know, I'm, I'm retired Army, that it's in our song. I said, you just got to pay closer attention to it. It's in the song. The army goes rolling along with or without you. They exclude that part with or without your ass. So as important as you think you are, you're not as important as you think you are. I had a, I had a, a mentor um, tell me one time, and, and man, man, shit just struck a nerve. He told me, and he said, regardless of how important you think you are in the army, Nobody wakes up thinking about you. So that's how important you are to the army. You have to take care of yourself in the army and while you when you get ready to get out of the army. So as I was getting ready to get out of the army, you know, I started thinking about, you know, how what am I going to do? How am I going to take better care of myself and a lot of, you know, a lot of servicemen jokingly always say stuff like, you know, when I get out, I'm going to smoke me some weed or whatever and stuff like that. And I, mean, I said a lot in the army and stuff, you know, when I get out of the army, I'm going to probably go smoke me some weed and probably go get me, <laughs> probably go get me a job and get fired and shit just, just so I can be fired from a job or just so I can go quit or something like that. But when I finally retired and I was granted my 100% uh, permanent total from the VA because I'm I am going to be fucked up for the rest of my life. I was like, all right, so I need to start doing things to make better my mental health, my my emotional health, my physical health. So, of course, I, I continue to go to chiropractor. I continue to go to uh, 
um, psychiatrists and stuff like that because they're shit and they're shit inside of my my head that 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 still needs to be unlocked. Although when I do smoke my those those walls and those windows and those doors that are locked inside of my mind uh, have a tendency of coming open. And I remember the first time when I when I smoked, I had a like a cascade of emotions. It was just um, it was almost it was almost too it's almost too much to handle, you know. Um, like a song says, you know, I was taught that a man man don't cry, man don't you know, man don't do a lot of stuff. So it was a lot of emotions when on my way um, after I began to smoke. So many emotions from the outside looking in. There was a lot of uh, from the inside looking out. Probably there was a lot of emotions that I didn't feel um, that I probably should have felt. I'm like elation. I should have felt elation when I retired um, from the military with all my limbs, uh, with all um, my mental capacities for the most part. And, you know, the same woman I proposed to is still, I'm still married to her. The only woman I've proposed to, I'm still married to her. Uh, two wonderful children, you know, sex, a sex, successful career. So I was like, you know, I, I you know, a lot of my family, friends, colleagues, acquaintances, Joe Schmoes, they were all like, man, you should be happy as fuck on, you know, everything that you accomplished and stuff. And I was like, you know, I'm happy. But I guess I wasn't. I guess I didn't know how to actually feel fully happy or fully elated that I had finished that chapter in my life. And uh, after the first time I had smoked, I, I came in the house because my, <laughs> my wife won't let me smoke in the house. Because uh, she ain't she ain't, she ain't playing that shit. So I, I was outside, and I can remember I was sitting in my in my uh, in my chair, and my little my dog Muffin. She's a she's a Maltese. I love that little heifer. Um, she was outside, you know, guarding the yard the way she does. And next thing I know, I'm holding Muffin in my arms, and she's her and I both are sitting at the top of a tree in the back of my yard and the wind is blowing and I can hear the Corinthian, you know, chimes just, just ringing in the background. And then I can just hear her barking. And and next thing you know, you know, I'm, I'm her, we're both sitting on top of a, on top of a tree and we're just chilling and So yeah, that's 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 kind of how we're we normally do it, is me muffin, me muffin and medicinal and Dr. Mary J. We sit in the backyard and we chill out for the most part and stuff. So, but I was sitting on top of the tree and me and muffin were falling through the leaves and the wind was blowing and the chimes and I came in the house and I looked at my wife and I told her I was like I'm so happy say baby we made it we made it you know um for those who have already listened to my introduction you you know how my wife and I met and some of the things that we had you know we had gone through you know throughout our marriage and stuff um but I was like sweetie we made it you know we we are we're still married we still love each other we're best friends lovers um you're my confidant my counselor my cookie pie I said I love you um, 
I was like, I'm retired from the military. I started off as a as an E1 private, the lowest of the lowest, and retired, you know, as a chief warrant officer four. You know, there's only you know there's five ranks in the chief warrant officer structure in the army, and I, I made it to to four. So I was like, you know, I used to <laughs> tell folks when I would go out and, and talk as a as the proponent warrant officer, I would tell them, you know, the successful rank as a warrant officer is W3 in the army. And if you get to W4, now you're in the bonus round. And if you get to W5, well, shit, now you're in the bonus, bonus round. So I was like, man, I got to the bonus round. Shit. And, you know, with all the, you know, things that had been captured on my medical records and my physical and my my personal performances and everything like that you know i didn't as one of my mentors always tells me i didn't piss off the i didn't piss off the right people there's a lot of people that i pissed off but <laughs> not the right people so that's oh that's good i ain't pissed off the right people and stuff so so i'm pretty happy about that but yeah if you're if you're out there and you're still having you know managerial issues with uh, PTSD, I definitely, definitely, definitely recommend that you, and if you retire and your job allows it, you know, don't, don't mess up your, don't mess up your paper boo-boo. But if you're out there, you know what I'm saying? Well, don't, don't, don't mess up your paper. Please don't do that. Don't, don't say Joe Nate told me to go out here and just start smoking up a whole bunch of shit because, you know, it's, it's the best thing since, you know, Betty White. But when you out there and you're, you know, you, and you have the, the flexibility um, to go out there and, and, and do that and to um, to look into it. I definitely recommend if you can to add that supplement <laughs> add that supplement into your uh, into your routine into your to your regiment because um, it helps it helps it helps a lot. Um, managing PTSD is, is is a motherfucker so it's something that if you're out there, you know that you have to deal with it. If you're not, if you don't deal with it, it's going to deal with you. Um, so please, if you have any ideas or suggestions that you would like for me to, to speak on, by all means, subscribe. Um, I don't know about this. My wife told me something about a five star thing and stuff. But if I mean, I guess if you give a five star, then thank you. Um, but if you just want to chat, talk um, about 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 managing PTSD and the benefits of adding weed into your your regiment, um, just just hit just hit me up, hit me up, hit me up. Um, I thank y'all for taking time out of your day uh, to listen. Um, I hope I hope this helped. I hope this helped. Um, I'm I'm going to you know try to remember that I need, I need to you know, give something to you guys at least on, on Fridays every Friday if I can and stuff I'm gonna try to make them I'm actually I'm gonna make it happen on on Fridays that I think that's gonna be our day our, our data our, our day to chat so again I thank you I thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to me again I want to I want to give a shout out to bud MD bud hut MD of Lawton Oklahoma uh, they <laughs> essentially helped bring this episode together. Uh, I thank y'all. I love y'all. Um, and we're going we gonna to keep on talking. All right. That'll be good.
So how you feel? Frustrated, irritated. Sometimes I don't know myself. I be too numb. Feel something sometimes. So I dig deep. Get in the Cherokee. Let my mind fly free into the wilderness so I can get this shit off my mind. That's why I be smoking that dang sometimes. It keeps me from snapping. It keeps me calm. It keeps my mind open. It keeps me fun. The what I got to do. I finish Duke Dio.